That's right. I'm from Duval County, goddammit. Shout out to Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. That's where I'm from my whole time. I miss it, and I can't wait to go back. And when I'm coming back, I'm definitely going to let y'all know. Well, not you podcast people, the real people I know that may listen to this show, like all six of y'all. I'm going to let y'all know. Anybody not from there that I don't know to listen to this podcast, you don't need to know. And if you wait for me to come back, that's weird because I don't know you. So uh, stop waiting for me to come back. That's crazy. Also, um, shout out to big homies, man. I have had a few. I've been lucky to have had big homies in my life. And as somebody who has had such people in my life, I can always tell when somebody hasn't. They just act a little off their, they don't follow certain codes. They got a different set of morals, I guess. And they do a lot of shit that I wouldn't do. Shit that I often refer to as sucker activity. And there's nobody in particular, I, I, you know, I got to feel like I need to name or say anything, but I can just always kind of tell. Like, you... Either were in a situation where you had decent people around you, or you ain't had no big homies. You didn't get to see people mess up and do stuff that you shouldn't do. And I mean, it's unfortunate you got to watch your, you know, your older guys go through stuff, but you learn from that, and you learn certain codes and certain creeds from that. You don't make the certain mistakes. You won't even make certain statements because you've seen people either go through that or they check somebody else because they were wrong. And it's it's almost the same thing as if you see like a guy who ain't had a father in his life. They don't, you know, sometimes they're a little bit more emotional. They don't always act, you know, like people who have both parents act. It's kind of the same thing when they got, you know, when they don't have a big homie. Like nobody has ever checked them outside of their household. They just go on check their whole lives and just do certain shit. So shout out to big homies because you can tell. Like some people have a parents, they have parents and they don't have a big homie. Or they don't got a daddy and they don't got a big homie and they really fucked up. So Respect to all the big dogs out there, and it's honestly, it's one of the best comments I've ever gotten in my life. Somebody referred to me as that because I, I think it's a real, a real honor. Because even like when I'm talking to people, my peers, people younger than me, if I when I care about them, I'm, I'm raw, I'm honest with them. If they fucking up, I say, "Hey man, you fucking up." But from the feedback I get from them, it's like they hear like this is me being big homie, like, "Hey, you fucking up," but I love you, so I'm checking you. And that's just how they act with me. So I, I really appreciate every time I've been called that. And it makes me cherish that role in somebody's, you know, life for as long as I've, I've been around them. You know, if it's if it's for a year, a month, a couple of weeks, or I would hope not, that'd be weird. But, like, if I've been around them for, like, a year or so, and they look up to me in some way or form, I appreciate them acknowledging me by calling me that. It may not mean nothing to a lot of other people, but to me that shit means something. So... If you a big homie and you got little homies, take care of them. Make them be good big homies. And, you know, keep it moving. Keep it carrying on, man. That's, that's something good we need to have. If you want to do something for the culture, as they say, do that shit. Make sure your young is good, bro. What else we got? Um, So, yeah, I, I guess they still naming names. Uh, apparently, the dude who owns the, the Panthers is going to sell the team because he got caught up at some shit. Fucking around with these women at work. Uh, I don't know the details. I didn't care to look into it. 
his actions tell me he's guilty. I, or he just got enough money to where he don't give a shit. And I, that's pretty much all I can tell you guys about it. I didn't really look into this shit because I'm tired of talking about it. I haven't talked about it on, on, the, on the past few joints because just the overwhelming amount of creepiness is uh, it's just it's terrible. I don't know what else to say about it. The fact that this shit's coming out. And I, and I almost feel like if you ain't got down with the Me Too movement yet, you almost too late. And I hate to sound like that. And I know there's people that's been violated or they feel like something has happened against them or whatever. But, like, if you just not coming out, sweetheart, you missed a wave. I don't care if you male, female, whatever. You 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 need to, you should have been came out. And I understand there's certain people, if you got, if you getting with your lawyer and you're trying to get your case right and you're making it official, okay, cool. But, like, no, no more hiding. No more hiding. Because you, you just, like I said when I first talked about it, you just allowing for more people to be victimized. So don't hold back. What you should do, what I would, I ain't going to say should. It would be great if when it happens to the first individual, the first time they check that person and put them in check. Because I'm not saying people should go on punish. I'm just saying the punishment needs to become quicker just so we stop having a long list of victims. I'd rather be somebody come out and be like, hey, X individual bothered me X amount of years ago, but I checked that motherfucker and it hasn't. As it hasn't been reported happening since. And I know that may be unrealistic and it may be insensitive, but that's just what I hope. Because nobody's perfect. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to misread boundaries. So, But I feel like if they get checked and get checked hard the first time, that'll stop some shit. They say a hard head makes a soft ass. So it's a lot, a lot of hard-headed people out here getting their soft ass paychecks yoked because they didn't learn the first time. But if you if you try, I feel like if you, they get checked the right time, you, you'll learn. Because now I don't know how it's going to be you know, in different workspaces. And luckily for me, I work with like 99% dudes. So I don't really have to worry about that shit. Is that, that even if something goes a certain way, mostly between men, we have an understanding. To where if you go left or right, you're going to get checked. Like, hey, you know, like that, all that position of power shit don't matter, at least where I work at. I can't speak for everywhere else, but hopefully this shit comes to a halt. And women out there, you got to, you know, be be safe, protect yourself. And I was talking to my wife, and she was explaining to me, like, it's not always immediate. And I, ha I didn't think about it like that. You don't always know how to perceive something somebody said. So it may happen with somebody just saying shit a couple of times. And then you realize, oh, okay, this person is being kind of a creep. And like, I can see if it goes from, hey, you got nice, hey, I like your hair, one day. The next day, if it's like, your hair really looks nice, you know. The third is like, let me smell your hair. And it's like, whoa, like, you know, just, and that's a crazy escalation. But I'm just saying, like, women, women don't always know exactly when somebody's crossed the line. Because you got some people that are immediate creeps, like, I want to touch your body, yeah. Or you, and you got people that are like, you know, low key, let me gauge the level of creepy I can give you. <laughs> and then once I feel like you've been uh, receptive to my creepiness, let me go ahead and open the floodgates of creepitude, and then I just slide on in there. So I think that's the, the the aspect and the perspective I didn't have as a male. So, I mean, she kind of, saying wife can check me. She can check me. It's okay. She's allowed. She kind of checked me on that. So, you know, uh, good on her for letting me give me another perspective about it. I still feel like victims should come forward as soon as possible to prevent other victims. But, hey, I'm just an asshole, man. I don't know nothing else about the world. And with that, I will add, Real quick, if <laughs> did y'all see the boy Roy Moore? He was refusing to um, concede defeat 
And if, and my thing is this, well, I don't know if he did it or not. I'm just saying there's a lot of people saying he did do it. But if I'm him and I feel like I'm innocent, I ain't conceding shit either if I feel like that's the reason I lost. And I'm not defending this asshole for nothing, but I'm just saying if I was innocent, I would be wilding the fuck out. Wouldn't nobody be able to tell me like, no, you did it. This many people said you did it. They will put me in jail for some whole other shit because I would, I would slander whoever that was because I would be just I would say the most disrespectful things possible if they if somebody falsely accused me of doing some shit like that. I'm like you know what, I'm I'm going unhinged every interview, and I'm doing every interview. I'm talking about that shit every chance I get because I'm gonna clear my name. Nobody's gonna drag my name through the mud like that for some shit I haven't done. Like ain't no way in hell I'm gonna sit back and be quiet. And just be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, I apologize. And it felt like that. Mm-mm, not me. Hell no. Shit. You're not finna have me looking like a goddamn creep. Because maybe you misconstrued some shit or you feel like I said something or somebody told you I said something. Now, if I did it, I did it. I got to own up to it. Okay, whatever. Cool. But you're not falsely accusing me. Fuck no. Not at all. No. That's not happening, man. I, I, I can't do it. I'd be... I'm, I'm a fighter, motherfucker. Like, they gonna have me in jail for actually assaulting that female because you're not gonna drag my name through the mud or some bullshit. I can't do it. So if he's innocent, man, I hope he gets it. Flip, he gets the you know the public opinion flip because I mean they're not really doing nothing to prosecute him right now. But still, if you if you innocent and somebody men out there, women out there, I don't give a fuck who it is. Somebody accuse you of doing some shit like that, and you ain't and you ain't do it. Go the fuck off. Go balls or breast to the walls, however you want to say it. Go all the fuck out and let them know that you're not going to do this to me. Because I'd be goddamn somebody to drag my motherfucking name through the mud for some shit like that. Not at all. I'm getting mad just talking about it, man. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, uh, somebody else's name has been drugged through the mud. Uh, speaking of sports, as, as always, LeVar Ball. I try to keep a keep my eye on what what he, you know, what the guy's doing because I, li- I like his movement. This man went from being basically unknown to talking up his son's draft stock, to promoting this company for free, and now he's got a show on Facebook. So if you' interested in what the Ball family's got going on, check them out. They're doing big things. Even though, um, you know, Lonzo is not doing the best in the league, he is still progressing. And yes, I talk about them a lot because I live in lovely Southern California. I get all the Laker games, and I am a Laker fan. So that that's going on with them. He's getting his sons over to Lithuania. A lot of people are talking shit about him uh, moving his son. Out of pulling his son out of college, but his his son's whole plan wasn't to stay there and get a degree. His son's plan was to play ball. That's what he wants to do. He wants to play ball and eventually go pro. So now with him, you know, leaving the team, he has the option to go pro and go play. And I believe they're going to Lithuania. Him and the younger brother. I'm not quite sure when the younger brother's going to be there, but I know for sure the older brother's going to go. And shit, I mean, if if you can make the team, if you can make the roster, get the deal signed. Hey, why not, bro? Like, why? You got to think about what happens in college sports. Like, they still got this man's name on the ticket. So, he was going to be a one and done anyway. So, should he waste his time sitting on the bench? Did he fuck up? Yeah, he got to live with that for the rest of his life. I guess China, if China feels like it's good enough for them to let it go, I'm willing to let it go. I don't like stealing none of that shit. But then again, he's young. I'm going to give the man an opportunity to bounce back and get on with his life. So, people saying, oh, he's... He don't play ball well. The, the boy can ball. He can ball. I don't. I watched some footage of him playing. He can hoop. 
He has range. He can play inside, outside. Is he allowed to when he's going to be dishing the rock and moving around all like that? No, but he's he's a bigger body. He can shoot with range and he can score inside. So we'll we'll see what happens with him. And his game should only improve with him being in Europe. So good looking out on LeVar Ball for, you know, moving your son away. You could either have your son work for the man for free and sit there on the bench because that's what they wanted him to do. They UCLA wanted him to sit on the bench for a year and then have to come back and play the next year because they know he's a quality player. They know he's going to improve the roster. They know that ball present is going to improve ticket sales and publicity and bring other schools, I mean, other players to the school. So they wanted him to stay there. So and the people that think, and the people that are getting pissed off with LeVar Ball, with LeVar Ball getting mad at him because he's not doing shit the conventional way. Let that man raise his family. If he talks to his sons and he's like, hey, you could do it this way or you could do it that way. But I suggest you do it this way. And they listen, then let's see where it goes. Right now, his track record speaks for itself. He's, he's living well. He's taking care of his family. There's really nothing bad you can say about him in my eyes. Except that, well, not to me. He acts the way people in power don't want him to act. And then when you're an outspoken black man, you're doing what the fuck you want to do and doing it how you want to do it. A lot of people don't like it. These white, Some of these white folks don't like it when they when they can't just handle you the way they want you to. You know, to handle you. Just like that. He was on um, The Herd with Colin Cowherd and the, the female on the show. I, I forgot. I think her name is like Christine Leahy or something. He came to the show to talk to to talk to talk Colin. And the female on the show, the female reporter in the back, she tried to speak to him. And he basically put his hand up and was like, nope, stay in your lane. Like, I'm not talking to you. And then they were like, she was like, why are you being rude? Like, And they went back and forth for a second. Then she did the normal shit where she was like, are you threatening me? He's like, no, I'm not threatening you. Just don't talk to me. Because and did he look like an asshole on TV saying that? Yeah, he like an asshole on TV and say, saying that. But what people don't realize is that, and they didn't listen to or care to think about it, is how she talked about him and how she basically called him a terrible father and how he wasn't raising his family right. So for me, if I'm him in that same spot, I don't want to fucking talk to you either. We don't have nothing to talk about. You violated me in one of the worst ways imaginable by telling me or telling a mass amount of people that I don't care about my family. And as a husband and father, that's like the ultimate disrespect. Because if you pay attention to anything he's doing, he's doing it for his family. Like he's not doing it for him to get game. He's like, hey, you good at basketball? You like playing basketball? Play. Play at the highest level. I'm going to coach you hard. Go do what you got to do. Go to make it to the league and get further than I did. Go get paid. That's his goal. I don't see why anybody has a problem with that. But whatever, man. I, and I, That's why I always, I always big him up. Salute to LeVar Ball and his whole family for doing shit the way the fuck they want to do it. And I let nobody tell them different. So good on them. Another basketball news. Uh, James Harden and LeBron James for MVP. Right now, I can't see anybody stopping this. It's damn near All-Star weekend. And, uh... It's not, nothing's changed. LeBron's still the best in the game. James Harden's still a fucking headache on offense. And I don't really know if you can, you know, of course Golden State is good, but I don't really know if any one of them will get an MVP award because, I mean, yeah, you got two MVPs on one team, you know, a defensive player on one team, a sniper, the good bench. I mean, I don't really, I don't even know if it's fair to give one of those guys an MVP. Not saying that they won't, they couldn't possibly deserve it, but they don't have to carry the same load other people got to carry. So I couldn't imagine like the MVP going past like LeBron or James Harden because LeBron is he's doing it. He don't have the same squad he had last year. They're starting to get it to come together, and he busting people last. 
hitting last minute threes and shit. I think he got a triple double today. So I'm I'm saying LeBron is probably gonna get this MVP. I mean, and then you know it's early in, again. It's early in the year, and we'll see with James Harden if he continues to ball the fuck out. And good on like even though they're gonna kill every team I like, good on the Houston Rockets for balling because everybody was like, oh, with the addition to Chris Paul, him being a ball dominant player, they may suffer this year because how are they going to mesh? Apparently, just fucking fine because they probably got the best record in the league right now, at least in the West. I think they got the best record and they're headache on offense. So with them losing Patrick Beverly and some other players, they're still doing fine. Chris Paul was mature enough to go there and realize that he's not going to have the same role he had in L.A. And even if he does have that same role, it's going to be to a lesser extent. He's not going to be the man. So, you know, shout out to Chris Paul for doing that and making shit easier on James Harden and being able to accept their role, man. So I think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing when you get people on, when you can get two guys to go to the same team and do it what they love and, and make it work especially when people say it's not going to work. So, you know, good on them. And I, that boy Embiid, man, I, this is my first, and I mean it's a lot of people's first time, really being able to get to see Embiid play. He's a fucking monster. So if he wants to go on Twitter and talk a bunch of shit and clown people, by all means, when you, <laughs> well, I mean, when you putting up 20 and 30 points on people and you got damn near a double-double every game, you got a little bit of leverage, man. So Embiid is, a, yeah, Embiid is an animal and, I, and like I said, I think I may have been wrong about Rickety. I forgot about Ben Simmons. He probably going to win it this year. I think I said it one joint ago, and I was like, Lonzo might sneak back in. No, nah, I, I don't see it happening. I was wrong. I got to change lanes on that. Ben Simmons for Rookie of the Year. If he keeps playing to this level, he stays healthy. I don't see why not, because he's always going to have J.J. Redick to kick it to. He's always going to have Covington to kick it to. He's always going to have fucking B to kick it to. And... They got a young boy on the bench. I forgot his name. He balled out when they played the Lakers. But he's got people to dish that rock off, too. And I know I'm forgetting the small forward or somebody or the power forward on that team. But I, he's just got so many weapons around him. And he's only going to get better. So, yeah, I see him. He's, he's going to be a bigger, more half-court version of Lonzo Ball. Or Lonzo Ball will be a smaller version of him. But he's definitely, I guess, in my lead for rookie of the year. And he's got his offensive arsenal, I think, is a lot more than what people thought it was. Like I said, that him being able to sit there and be, you know, next to the league and watch the pros and be at the practices and everything, I think that definitely improved his game. And he was able to get, a, you know, a few gems from the pros and develop some new moves around the rim and hit people with some shit they weren't expecting him to. So, you know, good on to Ben Simmons for rookie of the damn year. And defensive player, I have no clue. It'll probably – um. It'll be a Draymond or somebody or Grobear or somebody like that this year. But I've not been paying attention to that. And I'm sorry. What else in the NBA? Oh, shit. LeBron. LeBron was pissed off because the conversation between him and Lonzo got leaked. And I mean, I understand how you would uh, be upset by that. Like, I haven't even went to listen to it yet. Because, like, once like once I heard it was a conversation and nobody knew what it was, I kind of put it out of my mind. But then somebody, somehow I went and got, the, got it and they put it out. I haven't looked it up yet, but... Like the the fact that they got it really pissed LeBron James off, and and I can you know I can understand because you know as as a superstar athlete you only get you know so much time to yourself, and especially on the court with these with a young guy, him being the guy who came in who was you know highly touted as a rookie, and then you got Lonzo Ball coming in and him having to deal with the pressure of being who he is before he even gets into the league because of you know his name, his father, all the shit going on around him, he's getting heavily scrutinized so. 
you know, just to hear that they that he's trying to chop it up and, you know, give him some game, give him some doing what he should do as an elder in the league, giving him some game. And, you know, if you ever really watch the players talk, they talk with their hands over their mouths for a reason. It's because they don't want people on their fucking business. So for somebody to go and get it, I, I could understand them being pissed off. Now, am I not going to look it up? Maybe. Do I want to know? I always want to know. But, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm going to go look it up now. It's not because I'm like some dick rider or some shit. Because, one, I'm probably going to fucking forget. Or, and, two, it wasn't really meant for me. So how how will it benefit me? Wasting time to go look up some shit that ain't wasn't, you know, targeted for me. But good on him for mentoring, man. I think uh, the league only benefits when older players look out for the younger guys and, you know, groom them to come up in the league and, and contribute to the league in a positive light. So good on good on LeBron James. But, uh, man, today, two fucking days, I know every Steelers fan is on fucking suicide watch because if you watch the ending to that game <laughs> and you were Steelers fan, I know you are pissed. Like, I was mad. I felt bad for them. Because, you know, the, the New England Patriots are like, the, they're the evil empire. They're like the New York Yankees of football right now. And nobody wants to see them fucking win. Nobody. Like, I, I've i gotten past that point. I can respect greatness. I can respect the system, how they work shit out now. So I don't get as mad as I used to. But shit, like, to see the agony on the face of those fans, I felt for them so bad. Because they just knew they were in there. And and that and that's the reason why sometimes when I'm at home, and especially if it's my team playing and somebody makes a good play, but they start doing a replay, I'm like, yo, snap the fucking ball. Just run a play. Do something. Because every time they run that replay, somebody's looking at something and looking at something and trying to dig in to find a way to flip the play over. Now, I'm not fucking stupid. I know I don't control the NFL. And I know if they're looking at it, they're looking at it for a reason. And you can't really stop, you know, just snap. In my mind, you know, me yelling at them, snap the fucking ball. Isn't going to um, change anything. But you would always hope that if it's the team you're rooting for, they get up there and snap the ball down. Because the players, you know, they're human. They get caught up in their emotion and they want to celebrate a great play. But then, you know, sometimes them bullshitting for a second can get, can give another team time to throw a challenge flag or something. And then the whole play just gets flipped and you got a big mess. So... Yeah, that was that's that happened today. What? Who else? Oh, the fucking uh, the Seahawks got blew the fuck out. Ty uh, uh Ty Gurley balled the fuck out. He was gashing ass. I couldn't even see the game, but I was getting the stats. And you know, I was watching the you know I'm watching the game half ass paying attention to the ticker at the bottom, and I just seen that shit scroll across the bottom. I think at some point it was like 24-0, L.A. Seattle. I had to look at that shit. I did a double check. I was like, what? What am I watching? Like, how the hell did that happen? Like, I don't. And I think Seattle was at home, which is the crazy part. That 12th man must not have been doing shit. <laughs> they got their ass worked. Shout out to my Jags for smoking the Texans. I figured that was going to happen. They have no quarterback. I don't know who their running back is. Their defense is fucked up because J.J. Watt's not there. And they're just broken this year, man. I, and I'm a realist. I know my Jags schedule ain't been the toughest. That I'm still glad they winning, but I'm realistic. So hopefully this confidence they get carries on throughout the rest of the year. On through the playoffs. On to Super Bowl, on to Super Bowl champions. I know it's far-fetched, but I believe I'm with my Jack, so hopefully it, it carries on. But I know um, the record ain't been as strong, and I know the Texans are all the way fucked up, along with the Colts. So hopefully my Jacks keep it cracking. What happened? What else happened in football? I got to see Green Bay lose, which is always good for me. I love to see Aaron Rodgers uh, get his feelings hurt. I'm not thrilled that he got hurt, but I liked it because it takes away from me seeing him lose, but I'm glad I got to see him lose today. So thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for not winning that game. Appreciate those three interceptions you threw today. 
good man. I mean, because who doesn't get tired of seeing football Jesus save the game at the end of the, you know, save the game, rolling out to his right, throwing the ball 20 yards downfield, you know, Jordy Nelson or Cobb taking off downfield and scoring the last minute touchdown and just killing it. I'm tired of seeing that shit. So I'm glad you took an L today. Green Bay will be all right. They got a great front office. They get their, whoever their scouting department is, is their GM is amazing because as a, and I know I say I'm a Jags fan. I am a Jags fan, but I'm born in Chicago Heights and raised in Jacksonville. So I was a Jags fan before the Jacksonville – I mean, I was a Bears fan before Jacksonville even had a team. So Jacksonville is kind of my second team. But just, you know, being a Bears fan has been painful. It's been cool, but it's been painful because I've had to watch, you know, Green Bay in that front office continuously bring in good players. Like, I don't understand how a division – in the same division, you can't – your GM ain't catching up. Like, you got to get rid of that motherfucker. I give a GM – I'm willing to give a GM five years. Five years. So I'm giving you five drafts and five all-seasons to get that shit right. And my Bears did not get that shit right for nothing in the world. So, I mean, right now we got a bunch of injured wide receivers, got injured linebackers and shit. We got a rookie quarterback. So I'm not expecting too much for them right now. But that ain't – 10 years ago, 10 years ago, they were still fucking up. And I don't know how they haven't matched what Green Bay has been doing for, I mean, since Favre been there. I don't understand how you don't have people. And then they, they got it right a couple of years. And I understand it's not, it's not Madden. You can't just go out and get a bunch of free agents and they just mesh like that. But shit, like if you, when you watch the, the well-ran franchises, they managed to get the good, the quality free agents that fit in their system all the time. And it's the same problem I had with Jacksonville before they started winning the games. I've always been a fan. I used to read the column every day at work, the ass Vic before it became the Ozone shit. And he would always tell fans, like, listen, we're in rebuilding right now. Don't expect a gigantic leap. Eight and eight is too much. And he was always fucking right because the man flat out knew football. And I'm sitting there reading this column and listening to it or listening to, you know, Sports Center or whatever. And I'm thinking, like, why the hell is the Jacksonville media trying to convince me that you're getting the fucking safety from the Eagles special teams and putting them on the Jaguars, like, and he's going to start a strong safety? How is that going to help our team? He's not lining up a defense. He's not running the secondary. This guy can't help us. This guy runs down the field and tackles guys. Now, keep in mind, he still made it to the NFL, great athlete. I give it to him and all that. But I got, I started to pay attention when I realized that they were, over, as the media was overhyping these people that we were getting, you know, brought to our team. And I understand it's their job. They want to bring interest to the, to the franchise and everything. But it's like, damn, like, it's almost, if you if you don't pay attention, if you're not, if you're, you know, if you're just the average fan of Joe Schmo who doesn't pay attention to positions and all that, like, you just watch the game, you don't realize you, you're basically getting fucking lied to because you got a guy who's not even the backup. He's a special teams guy, and they're trying to sell him to you. And when he gets to the team, he don't do shit. And I think that was a big problem in Jacksonville. Players didn't want to come there because, like, all oh, the city talking shit about us. Not too much to do down there. You know, it's hot or whatever. It's more of a college town. All the bullshit excuses some of them players had when they came down there and it didn't go their way. Now, the city's developing. Got a new owner. Got a big, thick-ass stadium. You know, it's looking like a party city to be in when it's football games. The fans are more ingrained now because they're starting to win fucking games. Now, this, this to me, this is how... You get good players to come to your franchise. You make it like a place you want to be. And now with this defense and the way the offense is going, hopefully we attract some free agents. Hopefully people want to, they want to, when they get signed to the team or they get drafted here, they want to fucking be here. That's what I hope. And I think that's what happens when, you know, Green Bay ain't the best, let's say weather-wise, but if you're a football player and you want to go play somewhere where you think the, the community is going to take care of you, 
and even as a you know a born Bears fan who hates the fucking Packers, like I mean that's kind of hard to you know to walk away from. They're gonna pay you, and you know once you go and play for New England, I mean not New England, but Green Bay, it, shit, even New England. Once you go and play for them, and you play well, that community is gonna fucking embrace you. They're gonna embrace embrace you and treat you like your own, especially fucking Green Bay, because the city is so ingrained, you know, with the actual team, and as a small market, that's what Jacksonville needs to do, and that's what. That's what's happening right now. Fans are getting back into it. Like, we need to be like fucking Green Bay. We need to be like Buffalo and whatever other small market team I'm leaving out right now. So, like, shit, even Carolina. I don't think Carolina's a one. Charlotte, eh, not, not really a big market. It's a, it's a smaller market. You know, the, the, the people that have to be really ingrained and supportive of the, of the franchise when they're up and when they're down so that when players do come there, they feel welcome. And when they do start winning, they feel appreciated. So I think that's one of the reasons, you know, one of the things that go into a good franchise is, one, the team actually being good, the GM's doing what the fuck they're supposed to be doing, the environment, and then the fans. Like, why would you want to pay, why would you want to play for a bunch of bum-ass fans? Like, if I'm from Oakland, I mean, if, I, if I'm getting drafted and I know I'm going to play well when they were going to be in Oakland, I'm going to play for the Oakland Raiders, like, I'm hyped. Because the Raiders have that image. They fans buck-ass wild, but their fans are buck-ass wild because they're so passionate about their team and then now now that they were I mean they were getting better but now that you know they got a decent team you know it's to me it's like an attractive place to go play and they're about to go to Vegas and you know all the shit that comes with Vegas you got people constantly going through there the tourists and shit the city is gonna be on fire and everything and those people you got brand new fans and you hopefully you still have some fans left over from Oakland shit man listen that'd be a place I'd want to play as well what's the shit San Fran San Francisco you know, it's a it's a city that's on the map, but it's not like a big city. So you got people from all over that, you know, that Bay Area that's going to come support that team. So hopefully Jacksonville keeps it going. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't have all of North Florida on lock. Shit, the next two teams are in Tampa and Miami. We should have everybody from Orlando up. And I feel like we got that, but we should have more. More, goddammit. Come support these Jags, man. Do it for me because I can't, and I'm out of state right now. But I, I think we, we got the formula click, and we got receivers. We got a quarterback. I believe we got a quarterback. Hopefully, Blake keep, keeps this momentum going. We got a running back, and we got a defense that's fucking real. So, you know, hopefully we uh we keep it going, and we keep it moving, and, and keep on climbing that ladder. And I think that's all I got for sports right now. Did I say Lomacheco won? Lomacheco won this fight, by the way. I don't know if I put that. In the last joint, but Lomacheco won his fight. Not as I knew he would. What else happened in sport? Let's talk about life real quick. So, one of my partners, well, my man Highland to be exact, I gave him a little light on one of the little spotlight shits I do, but good dude, solid dude. He was on his uh, Facebook asked a question about if a man should pay all the bills in the household if he's able to. And, and to me, that's like that's almost like a loaded question. I mean, it is, but it ain't. So if you're in a situation where you got a spouse, and I'm going to say spouse. I'm not saying girlfriend and all that bullshit. Engaged, nothing. No, you living together? No. I'm talking about married. My question for everybody listening to this is, if you were married, should the man pay all the bills? The answer to that for me is, it depends on the couple. Ultimately, it depends on the couple and how they want to run their relationship. Because everybody's different. Everybody has their reasons. And he and he had this um big brick-ass Facebook stuff. It wasn't like it was that thick. It's like he put it up and a lot of people responded to it because it's an issue that a lot of people, you know, have opinions on. And one of the, and me, I'll give you my opinion on later, but one of the things I, I read is that the man should pay the bills, and I should pay all the bills, I mean, if he can, 
and he and the, and the, I forgot if it was a male or a female, and said that the woman should save the save all the money and eliminate debt, knock out her debt, then knock out his debt, and then save all the and to save all that money to create savings. I think that if you can cover all the bills, I, I I'm not mad at that. I, I can I can do that. The the one thing I ask that it needs to be. And if this goes, if it's for the male or the female or whoever in whatever relationship you want to call it. But I'm just saying like the breadwinner, if the breadwinner is paying all the bills and the uh, the other significant other knocks out the debt and then, you know, drops your check into savings. As long as both parties have access to it, I think that's great. I think that's that 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 makes total sense to me, but it just has to work. You know, it just like what are we taking out of savings for? For this or what are we using for that like as long as it all works because you have the bills and then you have day-to-day shit like you know uh, depending on how you break your money like am i if we gonna eat out today okay cool she gonna pay for that if we go eat out she paying for the meals or who is whoever paying for the meals like i like it's, it's so situational you know because sometimes you got people in like in the military who whoever is the active duty person they usually cover most of the bills and I mean, it's just it just makes sense for it to be that way because you're constantly moving, and the spouse has to get a job wherever they go. It's if they work, they have to get a job wherever they go. So nine times out of ten, you're not going to get a high-paying job. You're going to start on entry level. You're not going to be able to match what the breadwinner is bringing in. So if you could figure it out that way, like what do you do with that money? If you're working, do you kick in and you kick in on some of the bills? Or do you just eliminate the debt and create savings? And if you're going to just create savings and eliminate the debt, I think that's cool. But I don't think you should just, well, I'm going to do my debt now, do your debt later. No, if I'm paying, I'm not just paying my bills now and paying your bills later. I'm paying all the bills. So you want to eliminate the debt, eliminate all the debt. Pay pay some of my shit down, pay some of your shit down. Break it in half. I don't see why that couldn't work. I think that's a dope idea. So that's one avenue. Or, you know, uh. If you can go half, and you could pay half the rent and half the car note and half, do that shit. Or if you could pay some of the bills. If you can't pay the big bills, but you could pay like the cable, internet, or maybe cell phone or insurance, something like that, then do that. Because my, my thing is this, is like, like with anything else, I say steel, sharp, and steel, right? And for me, I think personally, because of my upbringing, like, my mother always worked. She worked the whole, as long as I can remember, she always worked. Like, even though my father was doing things in the military, I think he made a decent living. You know, I grew up in the, the 80s and 90s, a different time. Shit was more affordable then. I, I still, I think that, you know, um, he may have been able to cover us, but we may not have been able to live as well as we did. Not saying I lived great. I lived very middle class. And I don't mean, like, upper middle class. I mean very, like, right in the fucking middle, middle class. I lived in middle class, and I think it's because both of them were working and contributing. So I, and I never really asked them about how they did it, about bill-wise. I just know bills got fucking paid. I had a place to live. We had a car, and then we had two cars. We had lights. We had food, and I had some shit. I didn't have everything I wanted, but I had enough to make me happy. So shout out to my parents for that. Love y'all. Um, but you know everybody's situation is different, and like I said, my mother always worked until she couldn't. And my spouse, she always either wanted to work or she was working. Like, she recently stopped working because it didn't make sense for her to work with us having a baby. It doesn't make sense for her to work short hours to just pay for fucking daycare fees if the hours that they're trying to give her 
aren't going to match up. Like, it, it doesn't make that sense to be away from a child, a young child, that long for X amount of money, and you only basically covering the time that you're away from. It's better that you just, you know, stay home. And that's something that we just happen to agree with. She brought it up, and I was like, fuck it. If you want to stay home, stay home. You know, shit, it, it ain't like... And I, and I know everybody's situation is different. It's just our situation happened organically. Like, when, you know, when we got together and we were we decided we were going to pay bills, the way we did it is that whoever was making the, the way it's going to work in my household, I'm telling y'all, whoever is making the most amount of money is going to carry the big bills. And whoever is making the lesser amount of money is going to knock out the smaller bills. And I just have a firm belief, you know, being the father of two beautiful young ladies married to the beautiful wife, my beautiful wife, I just feel like, you know, God forbid something happened, you should be able to walk away. Like, you know, you should be able to walk away being used to paying bills, being used to being an adult, shit like that. And I know somebody, you know, some people may hear some feel different, but I just don't feel like one person should be have total responsibility. I feel like if, you know, you got two people and they both got jobs contributing, somebody in the house needs, somebody else needs to have their name on something. You can't just have one person having a name on everything because you got to think about shit like building credit. And then I like, I don't want, I would hate for something to happen to where, and say if I'm paying all the bills, what if I fuck up and then she don't have access to pay the bills? Or what if I'm something happened and I fall short, I need her to step in and pay the bill. I would hate for it to be an issue because all of a sudden, oh, you asked me to pay this bill. You know I'm to take care of this. And I feel like some men who want to pay all the bills because their parents did it, it's like I... I feel like it's kind of stifling. They don't They don't even want the old ladies to work. Me, I'm not like that. I'm like, my whole thing is, baby, be all you can be. Contribute how you can. If you're contributing by staying at home and making sure the household's taken care of for right now, and then when you're ready to get back out and work, you're going to get back out and work, go ahead and have a ball. If you're contributing is going out and working and bringing an, another set of funds into the crib, go ahead and do that. My, my whole thing is support your spouse. Whatever you and your spouse agree with, just make sure you support them. And that you're consistent with it. It's just because I, I think it's ridiculous because I've seen some ridiculous bullshit and it was probably somebody trolling like, no, I think the man should pay all the bills and she should just get to keep her money. You got me fucked up. All the way fucked up. Because to me, that's some, that's that's going backwards. Like, why would, why fight for equal rights if you're not going to use them? It doesn't make sense. Like, why fight to be on equal standing but then, oh, I want the man to pay for everything. That's crazy. Like, do does the man get to say, okay, well, then you get to do 100% of the cooking, 100% of the child raising, 100% of the housework. So when I come home from my job, I want you to, not only my children should be taken care of by you exclusively, I want you to cook every meal, wash every dish, take out the fucking trash, go take my fucking car to get washed because I'm the one driving to work and earning the money, so you go take my car and get it washed, you go grocery shopping by yourself. Like, I just, I just don't see how that... In my in my mind, that just wouldn't work if you impose that. Now, if you, if it has to happen for your situation, of course, you know if you got if the man or the woman, whoever had to step up and pay all the bills, step up and pay all the bills. But I think it should be a breadwinner thing and not a a sex thing, because I feel like men who don't want that, I think they want that as leverage. I have to feel like I'm a man. I have to pay all the bills. I mean, no. Nah, I mean, and if you and I I don't know if I'd want a woman who was. Who wanted me to pay all the bills? Who wanted to be comfortable just not contributing? I mean, financially at all? Because I don't, I don't think everybody who was like, yeah, she pay all the bills. I don't think all of them were um, were married. So, and I've I've heard un, unmarried people say like a man should pay all the bills. Why? If you ain't at home taking care of no kids, why the fuck? Like, nah, that ain't happening. Not in my household. Hell no. Nah. 
like as a man, even if the situation was flipped and you know, and she paying all the big bills and I ain't working, kid or no kid, I'm not. Ain't no I ain't working. Is is she's working right now and I'm looking for a job so I can contribute. Because when I'm not working, I'm I'm at home taking care of the household or doing what I got to do in between me going to look for a fucking job. There's no way in hell I'm sitting at home. Like I was tell my old lady, you're not gonna outman me. Ain't no way in hell. Just because you make more than me don't mean you're going to outman me. It's not about how much you make. It's about the work you're willing to put in. Like, if she got a job that's making X amount of money, I feel like I got to go get, and I can't get a job making that much of mo- that much money. I got to go out and try to get two jobs so I can contribute. And and maybe I guess that's the man in me. Like, I want to be on equal footing because I, I got to feel like I'm carrying my weight. You know, and and if and then if she was working and we get and I ain't got a job, we got kids. Shit, I'm at home taking care of the kids. It's all. It, I just feel like it's all about balance. So the, for me, the answer is um, figure it out for yourself. <laughs> when you get into that situation where you you with your significant and y'all y'all come together and y'all y'all bring your house, y'all join households or whatever, and y'all decide, hey, we gonna um, we gonna make this work. Do what works for you best. Don't listen to outside source. Even though you listen to me right now, figure it out for yourself. That's the only outside advice you should take. Figure your shit out for yourself and uh, make it work for your family so that it works. And yeah, I think I'm a. With that, I'm gonna go ahead and slide it too. What am I gonna do? I was gonna put. I'm gonna put some spotlight on one of my homies. Uh, maybe next week. Maybe um. Maybe in December. Maybe at the top of the new year. I finally got reason to say the top of the new year. But I think I'm gonna focus on the, um my boy hosted by Turk. I think I'm gonna give him a little light. I think I'm gonna shout him out because he's been doing this thing for a minute. But um. I, I will do a quick podcast review for you guys, and it's um it's one of the it's a, I want to say I ain't gonna say lighthearted, but it's a for me as a fan of hip hop culture, as a as a want to be a part of the culture. I think it's it's real easy for me to listen to it and get it and get into it. It's not nothing crazy, not tackling like any crazy issues. This is something for if you want to be entertained, cut this shit on. If you a fan of rap music, cut this shit on. If you a fan of Noriega, Nori singing in cut this shit on so the podcast i'm talking about is called drink champ and it's fucking hilarious it's it's wild like they don't it's not about being crazy edited and being this hyper professional podcast it's about a bunch of guys in the room having fun so it's hosted by nori noriega half a singing in legendary rapper from queens new york city and then the the other host is uh dj efn he's a dj from miami He's, he's big in Miami. And so it's, it's a great show. They always have guests on. They have rappers. They have, they have actors on there, singers, whoever. I know the one one, one of my favorite ones is the, um, the one they did with Currency. I'm a big fan of the hospital, so the one they did with Currency was dope. Um, the one they did with Irv Gotti was real good. That, cause, and they're all fucking funny. But you when you're dealing with something like this and you get to hear these uh, industry insiders talk, it's dope because... I mean, and it's not so much like let's talk about the A and R's and how the record labels and whatever. It, it's when I say insiders, people that's actually in the industry, and they focus on their own personal story. Because Nori, you know, he he's a rapper. He's one of the funniest rappers alive. If you don't know about Noriega, go watch State Property too. He's fucking hilarious. But um, on the podcast, he's, he's like he's talking to his peers. So he basically, you know, I guess he'll get whoever's coming on. Who have questions? Who have you know from back in the day? And he basically shoot from the hip and ask him questions, you know, and they respond. But the dope shit about the show, it's called Drink Champs, is that they take shots like the whole fucking show. 
So by the end of the show, like, Nori and the guests usually fucked up. Like, by the, completely fucked up by the end of the show. So, you know, their voices start to slur. Some of Nori's questions be off, but it, it's, it's all entertaining. It's all fun. You should definitely check it out. The one Irv Gotti is real good because you talk about, he talks about a bunch of stuff that, I mean, behind the scenes and maybe some things people didn't know about him because, you know, Irv Gotti, you, you heard Irv Gotti's name if you were a fan of rap music back in the early 2000s and shit, but you don't really know everything he has his hands in. You may have thought he fell out the map because, you know, Murder, Inc. and that whole federal investigation and all that shit. But you get to learn about a bit about him and then what he's got going on currently. So I think it's dope. Check that one out. Um, they had Amber Rose on. I said, I said they had Currency on. Charlemagne was on there. Wyclef stopped by. A lot. Of, I know it's a lot. I'm behind on it right now. But it's, it's real good. If you want to be entertained and laugh and shit, definitely check out Drink Champs. It's on iTunes. I know. Um, I think it's on YouTube. I don't know where else it's at because that's the only place I listen to my shit is usually iTunes. But... It's on there, man. Go check it. It's, it's definitely on YouTube. Go check it out. I think they have the whole video shit on YouTube. So go check it out. If you want to watch people ask, get asked crazy questions, laugh and get fucked up, definitely check out Drink Champs. And uh, if you like podcasts where I talk shit, people talk shit about, you know, weekly news and other bullshit going on in the world, just keep listening to my shit, man. And just do the, you know, a cuss word count for me. Let me know I need to slow down because I know it's been profanity heavy this time around. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and shut this down. I didn't say it before, but I'm saying it now. No playing this ride. It's the name of the podcast. For everybody who know, and for you busters who don't know, no playing this ride. Thank you for spending time with your boy Blackout. Please hit me up, no play in this ride at gmail.com. All lowercase, no play in this ride at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter. Hit me up. Learn me how to use that shit. I'll be on there trying to make it work, make it twerk, but I don't be on there a lot. So help me use Twitter. And it's no play 247 at Twitter. No play in this ride still pops up. So no play 247. That's capital N, lowercase O, capital P, L A Y. Hit me up, man. Go out there. Live life. Leave it better than what you got it. Peace.